0: abstract athlete podcast a collision of art sports and science welcome everyone thank you as always for listening to the abstract athlete podcast to our amazing sponsors our incredible listeners thank you for your support If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. A reminder, we have two other podcasts on The Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. You can follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors or check us out at theabstractdoctors.com. And One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. You can follow us at onemansethos.com. Or check us out on social media under One Man's Ethos. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandrich or on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandridge. And you can check out his incredible photographs at TonyMandrich.com. Stop by our website, TheAbstractAthlete.com for information on subscription boxes and upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Really excited about our guest today as I get to speak with an incredible artist. Artist and U.S. Navy veteran, Kristen Chronic. We're going to chat about her incredible artwork and how it has and continues to evolve and her current journey into getting her master's degree. Also going to talk about her U.S. Naval military past and how she initially chose the, U- the Navy over art school because, as she says, she knew her Navy dream was now or never. Make sure to check out her work on Instagram at Kristen Ray Chronic, that's K R I S T I N R A E C R O N I C. And you can also check out her site, KristenChronicArt.com. Let's welcome Kristen Chronic. Meet I'm you good. in in person face. <laughs> it's good to meet you in person. <laughs> um, I'm re- i I always I always start recording right off the bat. By the way, so um, okay. Um, I got I think I got good levels and stuff. Did you say okay. you took your headphone? Can you not hear me? Um, I I don't think they're working, so I'm no. just gonna take them off. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Totally. Okay, I'm just gonna unplug it and
0: figure that out later. From, okay, cool. Well, welcome. <laughs> so thank you for doing this like uh you know I always for me it's always fun um, when I don't really know the person in some ways I know obviously you and I chatted last week I guess and then you know like to like do some research and like really kind of find out about who you are and like you know I always tell our the guests that this is kind of just a platform for you to tell your story and stuff um, and because I think, You know, like reading up on, you know, what you did, you out of high school, you went right to the Navy, correct? Yes, I
1: went to the Naval
0: Academy. So it was a school. Yeah, but that's down in the in the Keys, right? It's in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, that's the one in Annapolis. Why am I thinking? What am I thinking? There's something in the Keys, right? The Navy? I'm not sure. I, there is a Coast Guard base down there. I know that. I my fr- I swear to God, my friend went to the Navy down in outside of the Keys, and then she went out to San Diego to do what the last. I don't even know how that works. It's like two years, two years of the the academy, and then you go on to somewhere else. Correct? Am I mes- messing all of this up? We're gonna I mean, edit all of this. No, I'm just kidding. If I had an option to go down to Key West, I would. <laughs>
1: But we went to Maryland so wow, that's which is weird. Small, I so I
0: mean it. what like you know, again, like kind of reading um, I think this is on this is like one, one of your bios that I like found, you know it said, which I find interesting like you you said you had two choices, but one of them was now or never. like you you chose to go to the Navy over art school, I, basically. Yes, and I did. so that was like it was always a dream of yours to go to the Navy. Um, like what would like, do you have family in there? Was it just something that was just deep inside of you to, to, you know? Um, I don't, I don't know if it was always a dream,
1: but, um, I can pinpoint it back to middle school. Um, I was in seventh grade when nine 11 happened. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and it was just, that was just a formative age for something like that to happen. And I just remember you know, I remember my dad happened to be on a work trip overseas. He was supposed to come home the 12th. He, he didn't obviously for another couple of weeks. So I was just, I just remember being my mom and I remember feeling really frustrated and helpless and I didn't like the way that felt. And so I think that was the spark that made me want to do something in the military. And then um, it wasn't even completely on my radar until I, I had a wonderful school and they, they really embraced like they embraced me and any, any dream that you had. And so, you know, I had looked at schools and I was like, none of these feel right to me. And then someone had been, someone actually just like pulled out of the blue, like you should look into this. I think you'd be good. And I went up for a recruiting trip for swimming and um, I did their like summer prep stuff and I fell in love with the place and people and the mission. Um, And, and so when I applied and I got accepted, it was, there was not saying no at that point. It was, (laughs) it felt right. You know, it just felt right. right. It was the right thing. Yeah. What was
0: your, what was your, you just said you worked in the munitions. Cause I, I think one of the things I, I read that you said, you said, which I love is like, I spent six years driving ships and managing ships maintenance, which yeah. just sounds wild. Like we, you know, like we work with somebody that's a black or was, was a black Hawk helicopter pilot, which to okay. me is just like, wha- like that's just mind blowing to me. <laughs> so, I mean, it had to be like in some ways kind of, mind blowing to go from high school to driving ships and then being like yeah i mean i know that wasn't immediate but that just yeah it was four years of school first and yeah. so it was a it was just a, a
1: regular well it wasn't a regular college <laughs> it was military school but right. um i you know i i graduated with a degree in engineering and um went surface and warfare. you studied
0: architecture as well is that what
1: it I, I studied naval architecture. Naval architecture. Okay, cool. Yeah, so ship design. I figured it was the closest thing to art. Um, <laughs> come to find out, it was a lot of math. But mm. we did draw one day. One day. One of the <laughs> One art, day. Yeah, one day we had we had a guy that was like kind of helped us build our models, and he came in with charcoal and paper, and he was like, you know, ships. They're 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 called she. They're beautiful. Like. You, I want to like pay attention to the aesthetics. Like we're not just building ugly looking ships. And so we actually got to spend a day drawing and I was in heaven.
0: I was going to say, did you start crying?
1: Yeah, I I am in the right place in my life. Um, (laughs) But no, the rest of it was math, which was fun too. I I have an analytical side of my brain as well. So I liked it. But um, no, after I graduated, I went surface warfare. So whenever you graduate from the Naval Academy, they graduate all line officers, which means you'll be doing something that's deploying overseas, like some warfare related thing, um, unless there's anything outstanding. Sometimes medical might keep you from doing that, but everyone will do something like that. So everyone's either a pilot or driving ships or goes Marines. And I went the ship route for many reasons. Um, so I my, my, eyes, my eyes aren't great, so I didn't really have a lot of options because of that but I probably would have chosen to go on ships anyways because it was something I was interested in. I think logistics was really cool. The mission was really, the mission was interesting. Some days, Um, you know, you're protecting trade lanes. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like kind of being part of this global thing. So I did that for four years of sea duty and then I had transferred to be an engineer for the Navy. And so I was going to work on just ship maintenance. It wasn't deploying and I knew I wanted to have a family and I just didn't want to, to have a family and live that lifestyle um, being gone all the time. My husband also was on ships. And so we just were never together. And it was a good thing to do for a few years, but not long term right. for us at least. Um, and so I had gone into engineering and I had planned on doing that forever. I was gonna go to MIT and dive school, and I wanted to be an underwater welder. <laughs> it's like wow. it was it was, I had this plan. <laughs> And um, and then when I happened to have a baby during that time and when I held my daughter in a moment, everything changed. It was it was that cliche experience. I was like, I don't want to do any of this. Like, I don't want her to be moving around like this. And so um, I resigned my first day back from maternity
0: leave. And throughout all of that, I was painting. Um, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you obviously had, like, you know, again, it said in your, in one of your bios that I read, that you had two, two paths, basically, and one was okay. now or never, which obviously was going into the military. But you had that option of being an artist and wanting to go to school, which you actually are in graduate school now, currently, correct? Right, right. right. yeah. So yeah, you, kinda... you, you've been somebody that like was creative your whole life. I mean, all of us, you know, I always say to people, Everyone's. it's like we, all of us were <laughs> creative as kids. It's just that most people stop, but you like actually knew that this was something that was a lifelong journey for you, obviously. I, I would say so. Um,
1: I kind of joke I'm an only child. That's why I'm an artist. I had a lot of time alone um, and that was kind of how I, how I kept myself company. Um, but no, I, I would say from that was always my favorite class in the school. And I took every art class that they, they offered. Um, so I, I would definitely say that was obvious and I kind of knew eventually I would come back to it. I didn't expect it to be as soon as it was. Um, but the more I was in the military and away from it, the more I craved it. And so I started, you know, picking up a sketchbook again while at school. We had. I found keys to a studio that existed that, had, that no one had been in in years. And it on, was full of canvas at the academy. On the
0: wow, okay,
1: yeah. It was in this like spiral staircase up this turret in one really old building. I mean, it was about as romantic as you could have expected. Like, <laughs> and I basically had it to myself. I shared the keys with some people, but you know, so I'd go up there when I had free time, and you know, it, it became just like kind of a ritual. Um, and then honestly, when we were going to see a lot, if I wasn't, if my husband was deployed and I was home, painting kind of kept me happy, kind of the same as it did growing up. And so just, it kept being this thing. And then, um, I, I ended up getting a little bit more purposeful with it. So I had, I had one tour that was a little bit lighter hours. And so I was able, I wasn't working 12 hour days. I was working regular days, eight hour days. And so my husband was gone. And so I ended up. That's where I really—I feel like that's where I grew the most as an artist. I found someone who was gracious enough to teach me oil, which is what I wanted to learn. But I never learned that, and so I just show up at his studio at night and, like, you know, it was kind of like boot camp. He just, you know, like he'd set up still lifes and made me finish in a couple hours, and I had to come back each week with one I did at home, and you know, it was just kind of like working out all the kinks in that period, um, and and it just, you know, really just learning the language and in a more direct way than I had learned just by tinkering on my own for my entire life.
0: But you, you're saying some things that I think are really interesting that I I think we at the abstract athlete try to promote is that creativity is like a practice, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and you, you even compared it like to like your military train like training, it's 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 the same thing, and and yeah. that's what we're trying to get people to understand that creativity a is a practice. It's something you do get better. It doesn't mean you're going to be a professional artist or whatever that means. I don't even know what that means, but it like if you keep doing it, you get better, and it's good for you. Like I think mm-hmm. you said you started doing it every day while you were in the military, and like I'm sure. See, we're, I, I always like to talk about it, and we've actually coined a phrase, which I think is funny: prehab instead of rehab. Like instead mm-hmm. of like, like art inherently is therapeutic. Like I hate that term, art therapy. I just hate, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like if you if you do it every day, in in like a practice manner, like you would be in, in the military or if you're an athlete, it's embedded in you. So then you know I, I use this thing every once in a while is like, the roller coaster of life is like this, but if you have like this creative practice, it's like the the highs and lows just aren't as big because mm-hmm. you know that you have this embedded in your ritual every day. And I think you're like Absolutely. a perfect example of somebody that actually did it and unconsciously maybe, you know, and I love that. I, I think that yeah. that's like, like really beautiful. I, I think it's cool. It's interesting to hear that there was actually a studio on the, on the base. Um, And I wish like stuff with that would be used more because again, like I think this idea of having military personnel, having a creative outlet, it's Mm -hmm. just gotta be like a good thing for us.
1: Well, it's interesting there because singing was a big emphasis. That was a really prominent, we had a couple different clubs that were like glee club and gospel choir, like different good things that were like every week, mids would go up and sing and we had um, an acting like group
0: none oh, of neither of those things
1: acting group did you say Act, yeah like masquerade wow. plays um, and so I actually I found again and again I was so amazed at how diversely talented like the student body was like it was very common that like someone would be next student engineering class and then playing piano like just it was incredible Um but just none of those things are my things and I think the visual arts aren't as Aren't as prominent, at least there, um, as you know other things such as music and acting. But there, I mean, any any way to get creative. So uh, one thing you had mentioned was about the practice. I I think this might be a relevant kind of thing to throw back to you. I the military has this like super fast pipeline. It's like it's like life happens fast. You know, you get married and have kids right away. You have to achieve all these things, and there's like benchmarks, and if you fail to make them, you Basically, as a <laughs> fail as a person, that you don't fail the person. That's kind of what it can feel like sometimes. Right. And so, when I started to get a little bit more serious about how to paint, I am—I um, kind of went with that mindset. I'm like, I need to accomplish this before I am 30, whatever, whatever that age was. Like, I need to be this good. And it was this really—I think the best thing I learned from that experience wasn't how to paint. It was that this is a lifelong process. Yep. And it's just like it's—it's it's something that you like it's a practice. Like you're curious about something one day, go explore it. What do you find? And what does that lead you to the next? And just it's this ongoing thing. And I, it's kind of like slowed me down and made me realize that the journey is it's more about the journey and just enjoying.
0: Absolutely. It. It's totally. <laughs> and I love the, I love that phrase, stay curious. I, mm-hmm. I, I always throw that at people. It's like, if you're not curious, like, you're you're just missing it you're missing life like life's living you you're not living life mm-hmm. and and so I, I mean like those two points you just made I think are so important to and again like this isn't just for athletes or just for veterans or or military person like this is for everybody like we all can benefit from having a creative practice whatever that means like you said I'm actually like I think that's really cool that they actually have acting stuff going on or singing stuff going because that's just as creative as
1: mm-hmm. anything
0: else it's just like you said It's it wasn't necessarily your cup of tea but you found your cup of tea mm-hmm. Um and I, I love that they actually do do that yeah my husband he really enjoys comedy and that's so awesome. he and
1: he loves a stage and so he <laughs> writes jokes and if he's in really creative moods he'll write jokes and practice on me. And, you know, it's like, I was like, one day you should, you should actually go up there and do it. 100% he
0: needs to do that. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: But I think that's like just another example. Like that's, that's a medium that makes sense for him. And I love it. I love
0: that he does that. I think everyone's got something. Yeah, well, absolutely. Again, like that's what I said, like all of us as kids growing up, we did, I mean, most of us sat at like a kitchen table. I always use that analogy, but we sat around, you know, drawing with crayons or whatever, but everybody has something or multiple things that they do that is creative. And I just, the benefits outweigh the not doing it at all by Mm -hmm. far. Who does like, who, you said you had a teacher, um, that taught you how to, t- it wasn't, um, a military person. This was somebody when you were, you, you had graduated. Correct.
1: Yeah. I, I, um, I was on a tour that was just a little bit lighter when we were home and so I had a window of time and I, I might be a little bit opportunistic. So I was like, oh, I'm going to fill that time with something, right. make some, do something during that time. And I kind of just, I, I know, I know I like the way oil paintings look, but I don't, you know, it was this crestfallen moment. I remember I was like, but I didn't go to art school. Like, I felt like that excluded me from oil painting because I didn't go to art school. It was this big thing in my head. And um, I, they had an open house for a local like arts district. And so I was walking around and found someone that kind of like, with my eye, I was like, yeah, he, he, I like the way he paints. And so I asked him if he taught. He's like, oh, yeah, I do. Like I have students come, you know, these two days a week just show up and we'll we'll just go. And so he kind of met me where I was. And I mean, I'm forever grateful if he hadn't done that. I, I mean, if he hadn't done that, I would have found something else, but I really wanted to learn how to paint oil. So I'm so grateful for that. Well, and
0: you said something there too, that I think is a big reason why a lot of people don't do things creative after like they were kids is because there is almost like this fear of sorts, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and you know, I think people like you, and I, I i talk about this a lot on the podcast, but people like you that, you know, do come from the military, we, we work with athletes as well, that go on to actually inspire other people because they go, Oh, well, this person was in the military. Oh, this, this person played professional football, but they're now a photographer, or they're now a sculptor, like you're a painter, like, bringing that back out into the world like really takes on a whole nother level of, um, of inspiration to me because I, I always say, you know, I talked to my business partner about this, like, cause we, you know, obviously like all of us want to inspire kids because that's, you know, you know, as I'm a teacher at a university and like, I always want to inspire my students, but it's also, it's like inspiring adults because that, that's like the trickle down. Like, you know, if you can get like an adult that maybe, you know, just doesn't think that they can do something like paint or whatever. And it's like, well, I don't know how to, I uh, like, I don't know how to paint. Like I can only paint stick figures. And it's like, well then who cares? Like, just like paint what you feel, paint what you love. Like it doesn't, it's not about the good or bad at the moment. It's just about the act of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's like the
1: focusing in on something and, training i don't know there's something about that experience that can be really helpful yep. and and then once and i do think that there's once you do gain some level of proficiency it doesn't need to be a very high level at all like it, it, you know kids are able to accomplish this with crayons um being able to communicate something that feels more satisfying than words right. like you know a feeling or, or whatever that is or something that like giving voice to those things is really helpful
0: so, just that, I mean, we you and I kind of talked about this last week, but I'd like to hear it again, like, what, like, drives your work? You know, like, what, what is the, using the inspiration wow. word again, but what what is that thing that, and maybe, you know, like, things obviously always, as artists, things change and, and, yeah. and split off into little different, you know, appendages or whatever, but... What what is now like at the moment like something that that you you really think about that kind of is is that guttural <laughs> feeling of like, oh, I love doing this or whatever, where you take it from.
1: I'm laughing because as you know, I'm in the middle of an MFA. So yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> going on right now that's like, whoa, like I didn't realize that. So yeah. um, however, I I've had I, I have kind of multiple bodies of work um that I have started to notice some common themes. One of my artist mentors said like, do them long enough and they'll all converge at some point. Um, I've noticed that interconnectedness and being like interwoven within a community and each other is something that I'm I'm very interested in. Um, I like innocence is something I talk about a lot, like protecting innocence as like a mother or like valuing it in our children. That's something that seems to come up a lot I really like the common story. Like there's something about that that shared humanity, these things that we can all relate to, um, whatever that may be um, that I find I'm drawn to. But when I paint the military, that's usually what I'm painting. It's this moment that like lots of people have felt and that to me is really interesting. I'm I'm less interested in like this amazing aspirational story than I am the one that we all encounter in our lives. Right now, that's what I think it's, there's something there. Um, but, you know, that could change next week. That's what, that's what this process does to you. So.
0: Right, right. No, I because I think wh- one of the things, again, just in reading about what, you know, like maybe where your work comes from and is there this overlap in your experience of being in the Naval Academy and how, how you've brought that, those experiences out into the world. I mean, and because it's a, it's a personal relation, like even um, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that have probably served in the Navy, but everybody's experience, even though there's uniformity to the experience, like everybody still has their own personal relationship. And so like your personal journey through that and how the cool part is like how you express it as an artist. Yeah, actually, I, I think I can answer that
1: question. Um, but I'm first going to talk about shortly the work that I do that's not military related, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And it's using. I mean, here's one in progress behind me. Yep. Um It's using. <laughs> it's it's using a lot of nature forms, and uh, usually trees. Um, and I, I kind of like see trees as like metaphors for humans and myself, or or different relationships. I'm looking at Optim's relationships with those, but. I think one thing actually was a response to the military there because we're always in in the military. Nothing's living. It's always steel and like, you know, connex boxes. And sometimes you'll get plants on a base, but like, you know, when you're at sea, there's nothing, there's nothing alive other than people. There's no plants, there's no animals. And I think there's something about like, I crave that whenever I was in an industrial environment. Um, and also like, tending to those and taking care of those at that slower pace, like, it, and that's the opposite of the military. It's, you know, it's a very harsh environment versus that. So I think that's, that's kind of one response. Um, but then with the military is too, I I typically actually have only been painting the Naval Academy. Right. And part of the reason why is I, I, like, once you get into the actual military, it's so big. And then you kind of start getting into combat and, that gets really, like, I didn't see combat as being on ship. So, like, that's not something I can understand. Um, but there's something about the Academy that it, it's this period of time where everyone's coming of age, um, which I, again, I think it goes back to the innocence thing. Like, there's something about that rite of passage that I think I'm really interested in. Um, and also, it's this experience that can unite decades of people like the, the, the milestones everyone goes through have not changed. And so someone who graduated 60 years ago can identify with someone who's graduating now. Um, and there's something that's very unifying about that. And I think that's kind of exciting. Um, and also like with diversity, like, it's, it's interesting to go through things as brothers and sisters that don't always look alike. But like, that is a, one of the most unifying experiences I've ever had because it's not really what it's about. It's like you're working towards a goal and that was really, really cool. So I think that's kind of what it's been about recently for me.
0: This is like your MFA thesis statement right here. You should. <laughs> I'll send you this tape so you can write it. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I I think like that's interesting in terms of particularly, I mean, I, I think when we talked last week that I mentioned as an artist myself, like I drive out West, like I'm on the East coast, but I drive out West into the Western landscape because I'm so fascinated by the vastness. And, and even though it's landscape inspired, like it's, it's abstract. So I don't think people would notice that, but it's for me, it's just that experience of being in that space. Mm -hmm. And I think like really like what's interesting to hear you talk about is this I don't want to say it's a versus but this industrial versus um natural and, mm-hmm. and like how those kind of overlap for you and how they Equality. Yeah, yeah and yes. and I think that that's actually really interesting and to imagine like what it's like you know or what it would be like I mean I don't know how long you were like at sea but you know what what that would be like in terms of obviously there's people on the ship with you but that there's got to be like some sort of isolation so i'm assuming maybe your senses are like really heightened in some weird way oh my goodness you made me think of something it was (laughs) because yeah we would usually pull in i would say
1: an average once a month like sometimes you might get a port visit every third week and then sometimes it might be six or eight weeks like you know an average but it was the same monotony like your watches and you're looking at this interesting like wide expanse of water so that's you're in you're very much in nature but it, it feels different um but then you pull into port, and it would be overwhelming it's like the smells and the colors and the food like you're eating food out of a can usually and so it's all of a sudden it's like spice and we'd often be in the middle east so spices and like it was like it for me it filled me up i, I needed that just to like just to go out to dinner like and, and experience something that was a little bit less sterile do you than, bring you know,
0: that i mean like because like experience, it sounds like you have like experience embedded in your work. I mean, I, so I'm assuming even even to this day, what's that? I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> I get credit for no, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm like I'm I'm thinking like really truly like that that is embedded in in how your your work kind of develops and kind of unfolds in some ways. Like the personal. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, like, just even, yeah. like, the way that you were describing coming to port, and how, like, just that explosion of smell, of color, of, like, that, ha- it almost, I don't know, like, that had to be, like, a- as a visual artist, in some weird way, it had to be, like, overwhelming, in a good way, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm imagining, and, like, maybe vocalizing <laughs> what, what I it absolutely what You're giving me some ideas.
1: I've got, you know,
0: my direction for this semester. This like is why I get paid the big bucks as it. a professor. Like,
1: <laughs> no, I, um, we experience. this is maybe a tangent, but, um, no, good. Good. Actually, it's, it's kind of on there. I'm being curious. Like I'm mostly a painter, but, Um, we had this one night at sea, we were in the Gulf of Oman, which after traversing that area a lot, the Gulf of Oman was always had a lot of bioluminescence. So the animals at night that would light up, um, that seemed to be more than any other place I'd been was there. And, um, I don't know, there was, there's this one night, I mean, and always the stars are incredible because it's, you're in the middle of the ocean and there's just no lights. And so it's already a pretty incredible experience to have, you know, the watch night watches, but this one night we were turning like, so we were, I don't know what we were doing, like some, some thing. And so we had a lot of churn that we were doing like a big, big donut. And, um, but there's other stuff too. I, I mean, maybe whales feeding. I don't know. There's a lot of activity underwater. And it was this moment that like took my breath away. Like the entire water was glowing and then there was the stars and it was just like, Oh my gosh, I have never seen anything this beautiful. It's gotta be
0: the life. aliens, right? I mean, probably, <laughs>
1: And so I, that was, ended up being kind of like one of my projects for deployment, like, because there's you're, you're a lot of times you're just sitting there in the expanse and, you know, it's nine months long and it's not much changes during that entire time. And so like, I was just thinking like, how would I possibly capture this and how could I do it? And yeah, you know, I had paintings in my head. I'm like, that's just not it. And I ended up kind of figuring it out. Um, I have it, I can show you if you want, um, of gathering the textiles of the local area, because textiles, they are really important. Like, the women like the black flat black matte stuff from the from the burqas and like all these like sequins and stuff it's and so like kind of like building this like I don't know tapestry like painting it was you know of, of the size they could um of that night and using pearl pearl the pearl industry there is kind of they got their work early on and so using pearls for the stars and but I would, but it was fun because I would go there and court visit. Now it'd be like my objective was to like go to the local souks and like buy fabric and and play nice. with that. So, does that <laughs> does that patterning like show up in your work? You know, I haven't. It's funny, I hadn't really used much embroidery or fabric until my MFA started, and when I had like this permission to kind of like go back to what is it that feels right? And all of a sudden, like threads showing up, fabric showing up. So it is interesting. Like there's something there too that is is kind of exciting to see it come
0: up again. No, and I think, I mean, I, I'm just guessing, but I'm sure like that. Ex- those experiences, some of them probably still haven't even come out yet. Yeah, I mean, like, probably. I mean, which I think is like really cool. Like that, I mean, again, like you you're describing being at sea And the water glowing and the stars like that to me, like you can't literally paint that. I mean, you could, but I mean, like, it's more about that experience and how it filters through you, you know, like, that's, that's what I talk about when I, like, I drive out West. It's like, I'm not trying to paint what I see. I'm trying to paint what I'm feeling or something. Yeah. How it resonates or
1: reflects in you and paint sometimes isn't the right way of doing it. Right. But like finding that out, like, that's, that's the process. Like I did a painting. That wasn't it. Right. Let's try this. Let's try like, yes. That is what it means to be curious and to yeah. like have a creative practice. And it's no, delightful. No,
0: I, just like, <laughs> I mean, like it almost gave me chills, like hearing, like you talking about that thing, because I, you know, like I can imagine what that looked like, but I know that it's not exactly what, it, you know, I mean, like, cause that's like, that's your experience and your you're putting out that thing to me. I, I don't. I mean, that's that's what yeah. I think. Like you said, it's like that's what it means to be curious. That's what it means to like a shared experience. But it's like you're the filter. Like that's as artists, we are the filters in some ways. Yeah. Um. Which. Yeah. I just... That's interesting. I'm writing that down too. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's good. Thank you. Good. No, a no problem. I'm going to come down and do a do a artist talk. I'm <laughs> Wanted to take a quick second, make sure to check out Kristen's work on Instagram at Kristen Ray Chronic. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-R-A-E-C-R-O-N-I-C. And you can also check out her website, KristenChronicArt.com. Also a reminder, check out our other podcast on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. You can follow us at TheAbstractDoctors.com or on social media under The Abstract Doctors and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrick podcast which you can follow on social media under one man's ethos or check us out at one ethos.com and do not forget to follow tony on instagram at tony mandridge or on twitter at tony underscore mandridge or you can check out his incredible photographs at tony mandridge.com now back to Kristen. That are inspiring to you, like to you know, like when I talk to people on the podcast, I'm always like kind of interested, like where maybe ideas come from, like or you know, you had oh, like yeah. a, like a mentor of sorts, but it's like it doesn't have to be like artists, but it could be like, and or or it could be like a musician, like maybe like the most inspirational person to you is, you know, as a musician, but I like for me, like mm-hmm. I I have so many diverse, um things yeah. that I've done in my past. So I have like all these people like from different parts of life and like, but who are like some of the people that maybe you would raise above others that, you know, have like inspired you as, as an artist, as a human, as a, yeah. whatever.
1: I mean, I, I feel like that list could get really long. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to channel it just into art um, and how it's like come out because just, it's too much. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm thinking back when I was a kid and in high school, um, my aunt's an artist, but she was also a scientist and she still is a scientist and an artist. And she's had a creative practice my entire life. And she was the first person that showed me, you don't have to choose one. Um, that this is just a part of your life. And I like that, that was revolutionary. Um, that gave me permission to join the military and to do things. Um, and then I had a high school teacher who was Marine and also obviously an art teacher. And it was the same thing. It was just like, okay, like, this can happen. Like I can, I can entertain two different dreams. Um, but goodness, I mean, those are probably the most formative I've had, I've had so many, especially now that I'm in my MFA, there's so many things coming in, but trying to let the ones bubble up. Like I, I found the military work started as a response to photographs taken by Pete Souza. Um, You might recognize his name. He was Obama's official photographer. He had taken, we had a book in our, my family's living room about Annapolis. And he had taken these documentary style photos of Plebe Summer at the Academy. And this is really before social media is what it is today. And so they were so raw and honest, like they were like, they really captured what Plebe Summer was and I didn't have any military. My grandfather had been drafted, but that was it. Like no other context to which to relate to this. And so those photos helped me. And and I think that kind of planted the seed to one day tell the story from my perspective. Um, I wanted to help others. I wanted to help, I wanted to help like people who wanted to go there understand it. I wanted people who have been there to reflect on their own experiences. And I wanted to help families that could could possibly could not possibly know because the experience is so hard to articulate when you're going through it to help them understand what their mid is going through and so like that that really inspired me to act on that um (laughs) this probably I shouldn't admit on air but I am Um, I've been a fan of Taylor Swift since her very (laughs) first single and and the reason why is probably because we have the same angst. Like I was about the same, I'm about the same age. And so I just like, Oh my gosh, someone's singing about the same things I'm feeling, you know, and I I got it. But since then it's for one thing, she's she typically sings from a very personal place and a lot of my art is very personal. And it's so it's, it's exciting to see that like, like sometimes my, especially my big trees are kind of like journals, like diaries and I'm sharing them with you versus other things. And so, seeing someone kind of do that has always been inspiring. And then also I really like the way musicians in in general create in albums. Um, You know, it's like, I I don't, I kind of don't, I don't really subscribe to the idea that as an artist, I need to kind of repeat myself on like end, like I kind of hope it changes. And I kind of like how artists and Taylor Swift has done this and others as well. You know the sound changes, and like they grow, and like the album covers look vastly different. And that's something that I kind of think of my own art as art little little pockets of albums that are, you know, one might be completely out there, but that's that what that's what that consolidated kind of idea was. But that that's time. also
0: the curiosity part. I mean, I think yeah. you know, I I always talk to students, and this for me goes into my baseball world is don't be scared to fail. Mm-hmm. And 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 I because I think failure has like this bad connotation to it which I don't think it is. It's like as an artist, I think failure is good because we learn. Mm-hmm. As a baseball player, god, you're failing 70% of the time. You're succeeding 30% of the time and you're like the best baseball player in the world. And I always try to bring that kind of dynamic to an artist. It's like do not be scared to try something new and, mm-hmm. and don't be concerned about the results just it's about that practice like i said earlier yeah. it's about just the doing and because you, you're just going to find out new things and yeah. i'm mean, like i i typically work at in my visual i'm also a singer but I, in my visual cool. world i typically do it's kind of serial seriality you know it's like it's all kind of based in that same spot but it's also i always you know you throw things in, you take things out I you know like one of the things I always say to artists is like editing is like mm-hmm. one of the biggest most important things you can do because you need to figure out what you want to put in and what you want to take out to say what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and for sure, and that's the same as a musician it's like that that idea of like do you really need the cowbell <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> But I think sometimes it's like, I mean, with
1: each individual piece that you make, you know, that experimentation can be, you know, endless within each one. But then as you're putting ideas together, it's like, that's where it's like, I think sometimes I don't even realize what it is I'm trying to say until after. I'm like, oh, it's like, here's the puzzle. That was that one. I'll say that one for later. That's not even part of it. This is, this is.
0: You want to blow your professors away. Use a word that I coined puzzleization. Puzzleization. Yes, yes. Right. I use that in my artist statement. Actually, the puzzleization. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I I've always liked that. Where I don't know why, but cause, but now it, it's. I, I mean, are there other visual artists that you you look at that you're interested in? Like, or I mean, you don't have to be. Like, I actually really like I, the music relationship because I, I don't necessarily. I mean, there's certain artists that I think for me like were influential, hundred percent. Um, but it's always, I like, I like it when people take things from different words or different worlds and infuse them into their creative space.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I have hundreds of art, truly hundreds of artists that I've like, I have a current kick of artists that I'm really interested in. Um, and that's, it's interesting for a really long time. Um, Amy Erickson is still one of my favorite painters of all time. And, um, but like, I'm not doing as much representational painting. And so like, I'm finding there's artists that have communicated through other, other mediums that are more interesting to me right now. Um, but I, I mean, I float around. I mean, I I can give you a list of tons and tons of artists, truly like. No, but that's good. it's, (laughs) It's, 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 it's interesting, especially right now, um, So I'm not, I'm afraid if I do that, I'll keep going forever. Right, right,
0: right. (laughs) No, no, no. That's still, that's the curiosity thing, I think.
1: Yeah. But I mean, also one, one thing that I do to be inspired is consume other types of art. And sometimes when I'm around visual art, it's, I get too, it's too much because I'm like, I'm already looking at art all day long. And so. Um, we have a, a restaurant near our house where um, the chefs are very much artists and they like, they're always like, I think it's super cool to show up and the menu's changed and like, what have they done and why? And we'll, I'll, we'll talk to them every time about the influence. And so that always gets me really excited to kind of see how they're adapting. Um, and then I also, they're just, a, they're just painting with food. They are and absolutely. Like, truly. <laughs> and then I love watching live theater. There's just something incredible about that experience but i will i do not like being on a stage so you know that's never i I know nothing about it and so for me as like a viewer i just get filled up and i get inspired by watching that um but uh, yeah the list of artists is quite lengthy
0: that's good but that's good i think like i i actually really love that you're taking (laughs) things from different spaces like three-dimensional spaces and putting them you know, the in, it's, it doesn't have to be so overt or anything, but those those things seep into you and come out in, in your two dimensional space. You mm-hmm. know, and I like that's I mean, again, like I, I really love the fact that you the curiosity component, because I do feel like just even talking to you that you are like, you're just like, oh, like, look at this. Listen to that. And, no, but I, th- I think that's great because there's no filter on that. And, and, you know, like the it, world it's amazing, it is, <laughs> but it, it, but I think people forget that, you know, and, and I think like allowing people to hear your kind of excitement about the world, it's, it's a positive influence. Again, I use that inspire thing that it's like, yeah. I think some people just get so shut down by whether it's negative entities in the world, which were obviously like, it's just, you know, and being in COVID, like, yeah. everything is so tense and everything. It's sometimes I, th- you know, like, I feel like I have to like, present my joy to the world, be- not my personal joy, but the fact yeah. that I like, I, you know, like, this is it, this is our only shot at life, like, like, use it, like, like, I know things can suck, but God, just look outside, look at the trees, look at the stars, look, just enjoy those moments. I look at it, a lot of trees. it's free. Forgot you know it's it it so, but uh, it, this is this your last semester? Are You graduating? No, I have one more year? year. Okay, yeah, what, yeah. Like, what is? I mean, do you want to? Do, do you have any idea what you want to do at the? I mean, do you want to teach? Do you want um like what is? Um, I. I I, def, I
1: obviously want to keep my creative practice going. Like that's a given. And that's that's the first reason why I'm doing this is because I got to this place where I realized I can continue learning skill all day long. Like and I'm kind of self-directed and I read a lot, but like I just at this point I don't know what I'm missing. And so kind of having that curriculum, it, it finally worked out. And so um, I'm enjoying that process. But I, I really at this point, I, I'm really interested in helping people who didn't go to art school have creativity in their lives, um, just only because that was me. Um, and, and because people reached out and helped me, I would love to do the same. And so there's something that I find really appealing about online teaching and workshops and things that are very accessible to those that don't have the commitment of art school. Um, I just think that it's like, that's just where I'd like to fall because that's where I came from. Not because I think it's better or worse. It's just that's I have a heart for it, and out of gratitude for the people that took me under their wing, I would like to pay it forward.
0: Do you, I mean? Are you thinking like being a mentor, a teacher? I mean, is it uh, both? Um, and and any any combination.
1: I'm starting off with some online classes, um, oh, cool. kind of like thinking towards like people who are professionals or who are moms. That may not have a lot of our parents that have a lot of extra time like i want to distill oil painting down for you as simply as possible i like, guess that's, that's kind of the project i'm working on through grad school is to do a couple of those and then see where it goes and maybe we will we'll all get tired of looking at our screens so we'll do workshops later and you know i i mean i don't know right. i just <laughs> being an advocate for art for anybody for the regular person is something that is very
0: exciting right now i it's I again i i think you fit like right into like what we talk about is you know giving back that you said permission and i use that quite a lot um that idea of giving somebody permission to be an artist which is which is such a weird thing to say because again like we're all creative but it's just most people stop most people then like just don't think they're good enough, whatever that means, or they, they just don't think they should do it or whatever. And I, I just think when people like you come back and give back to the world, like you are allowing those people and giving them permission to like exercise their creative muscles. And, and I, I, it's just admirable, like to, you know, like I always love talking to people that have that that will and that want to kind of put that energy back into the world because I just, you know, there's a, there's not enough of it. Um, so when it, when it is there, I just think it, it becomes like really important.
1: Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, I don't think art's going to solve every problem, but I think it solves a lot of problems. And, and if anything, just giving voice to if we're angry, like maybe yep. having a place to get that out in a way that's more constructive than hurting our fellow, you know, friend. Yep. Um. You also had mentioned fear. and I think that's worth exploring too. Like, I think if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in my studio doing, doing it the right way, I'm probably, I'm probably afraid every day. Like <laughs> there's something that feels like a risk that may not work. And that's, you know, it's kind of exhilarating to do that and to have it fail. And that's, and it really wasn't a failure. It's like, oh, okay, like stored in the bank of like, that
0: didn't work for this, but it could work for something else. I mean, you don't know. But it, like, no, that's, it's a perfect way to say it. It's I, but I think we're, we are programmed as humans that failure is a bad thing, you know? And, yeah. you know, because it's like, because we think about tests and it's, which I don't ever want to think about a test again, ever in my life. But, but you know, if you get a 70%, that's a, a C or a D or whatever, however the school does it. And it's like, And that's technically, well, you're not, you're average or below average. And so we have that in our heads. It's like, if I mess this up, oh, you know, and it's like, no, like, part of part of what being an artist is about is just throwing it all against the wall and whatever happens happens and then then you can like funnel things down like when you start think, and then you like add a whole nother equation and then the funnel gets bigger again and you just mm-hmm. like it just you keep going in and out of like trying new things and playing with new things and editing and and it's i agree like i art is not saving the world, but art does save the world. It's like, it's a weird thing yeah. because I do think if everybody created every day, I just think we'd be a better planet. I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know that it sounds simple, but I'm being, like I think you, you agree with this because yeah. you know it's like, it, it relieves stress. It relieves anxiety. It relieves anger. You know, I've had students come up to me and it's like, I was, I was drawing in my sketchbook and then like it was two hours later and I just look at them and I go, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they they just it's almost like you can literally see this light bulb going out.
1: hmm
0: For sure. I I I mean, this is hard, this is such a good conversation. I <laughs>
1: like two things I kind of want to share in response. Like one was like kind of a moment that helped me break through fear. Um, and Wood, she's a podcast host for Savvy Painter, um, Savvy Painter Podcast, and I love that podcast. And she did a mentorship and I, she taught me so much. Um, and one of the exercises she had us do, she called kill your darlings and we had to do a 20 minute painting. And I decided I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this painting of my son because like he is my darling, you know? And then after 20 minutes, he wiped it out. And then he did it again. And, and it was like that exercise. It was like, oh my gosh, like I can like, I can make something I'm proud of and I can completely get rid of it. And like, it was still a valid experience and it was still cool. It's yeah. Like and like, <laughs> then you even, and then honestly you could probably do it better the next time. And if you can't like, okay, like it's, you know, it wasn't this thing that you hold on so tightly to. And that kind of like broke me. I was like, okay, like now I want to paint big. And so I started painting big and you know, like here's a big brush and I'm going to move my entire body. And it's like, what happens? Um, so that was the first thing. And then, the second thing I went to, I went to Europe after my, my all my deployments were done with my husband. We wanted to travel, but you know, together this time, not on separate ships. And <laughs> we had like a really fast stop in Milan, and um, I, you know, we, we saw art everywhere we went, but we ended up stopping by the Pieta by Michelangelo. But it's the one that he didn't finish, yep. and it was one of the last ones in his life. And that I think has impacted me more than anything else, any other piece of art I've ever seen because he is not in my head the deep me of like perfection um what he's been able to do in his life and and that piece the i think it was the arm was wrong and he left it and he was fixing it and doing something different and it was just like if if Michelangelo at age 90 years old can make not even a mistake can change his mind in the middle of a sculpture like then so can I and I was like okay like it's not it's perfect yep. it's so freeing it was like oh my gosh like I like I think I cried I was like this
0: is amazing <laughs> to see this work in progress like does it's, your does your husband like uh, have like the same appreciation for visual arts he uh, does okay yeah. cool no that's he's awesome. not a,
1: yeah he's not a visual artist himself but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's excellent eye and he's a yeah. really good critic for me, which I appreciate. No, and then that
0: makes it fun that you, like you can, like you said, you went to museums and different stuff and have like these really interesting, deep conversations about mm-hmm. what you're looking at. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, I mean, what, and maybe this is like getting like wrap up time, um, but we can keep talking. <laughs> I don't care. But I'm like, <laughs> like, like, and I, this is always a weird way to ask this question. Cause I always usually ask it, but like, what are like goals or, you know, do you, like, do you have, like, a five-year, like, what do you, where do you want to be in five years? I know that sounds stupid. I hate those questions, but, you know, like, what, Ah. like, like what, where do you see yourself in five years, like, with your art career, or, like, because I feel like it's, it is definitely on the rise, like, first of all, I think you're excited about it, which, at the end of the day, to me, as a, as an artist, I always think that that's the most important part, is, you know, having that inner fire. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because
1: I'm extremely goal oriented, but art has taught me how much, like how humbling those goals are. Like sometimes I'm just need to be along for the ride. Um, and so on that note, it's like I have I have goals, but like everything could change. And part of the MFA is I kind of needed to like get an idea of what else is out there. Um, I I see myself, I would love to be a great teacher. Like, I would love to, you know, have relationships with students that are just amazing because I was able to help them accomplish something they weren't sure. Um, I, in, in terms of my art, I'm really inspired by art that communicates something and it would be so cool to see my art exhibited internationally. Um, and then this is completely arbitrary, and I don't even really know why, but I've had this goal for years. I want my art in the White House. I don't know. There's just something that just, like, I don't even know how you would do that. <laughs> but I, or or the Pentagon, I want to be, actually, I know what it is. I want to be in the space where people are making decisions. and I want my art to be in those places. And I just, you know, and maybe,
0: maybe to remind them of, the people that are serving. um That's I, I was really wondering. Though, that, was, was that sure something? Was that. was that something for your your military career? Do you think that that falls? Back I just on?
1: you know, I as like as a person in the military, you're often kind of a pawn. Um, they're making decisions and telling you to execute. And I didn't like being a pawn. I was always more. I was like, I wish I could just be a fly in the wall. So maybe this is my way of being a fly in <laughs> the wall. But it would be so interesting though to to, to get there in the military. I just wasn't like. I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be more available than the career was going to demand of me. You can be a mom and do that too, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, But I just think that that level, like when you're really, really high up and you're making these really big strategic decisions that affect a lot of people, how interesting it would be to like, listen in on those conversations and influence those conversations. And I probably wouldn't do it in terms of a diplomat, but you know, maybe if my paintings were on the wall and they reminded somebody of the people that you're serving, like, don't forget, don't forget the reason why you're doing this. Like that would be really, really cool to get to influence the there's, world that way.
0: There's actually a program called Art and Embassies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's different ways that it runs. I actually have, I've had um, a work at the um, the Embassy of the Holy See. Um, and then I have one currently, I think it's for the Ambassador to Australia, I think right now i think that's right cool. and it's a cool like little program i think some of them are like bigger like i you know whether it's through galleries or whatever um i'm cool. not really sure exactly how it works but i always thought it was like you know the one that i was at the holy See is like oh so maybe the pope saw my painting like that's really weird to me you know that's so cool um, but i think you know like s- stuff like that but i mean you know like it's again being an artist is is always just so fascinating to me just because like there's this weird potential of being in just different crowds of different people that are art lovers that are you know like I there's been at the gallery I show at in Richmond there's been because we're near DC like there's every once in a while there's certain people that, like Tim Kane has been at the gallery um mark Mark warner like senators and then there was john snow who was the secretary of treasure with bush lives in richmond and so it's just like weird like this weird overlap of of people that see your work and it's just it's always just a weird thing to me about where the art ends up or or who sees it and stuff you know which feels kind of out of control a little bit like my response. As an artist, is just to make it. Yep.
1: And then whatever happens from there happens from there. Absolutely. But Showing up and making it is really all I can
0: control, and that's yep. what I and that's do. the best part, anyways. It is. I mean, I, I that's the way I look at it. So, um, well, God, I mean, this is like really cool. Like again, like I think I'm super glad that you know that i was well i guess we weren't introduced well i guess we were introduced but how how we came in contact with we with each other because i do think you you speak a lot of the things that we are trying to put out in the world and um and so i'm like i'm excited about doing you know events and different stuff in the future when we get back to being able to do events and all this stuff and that has to be difficult for you being in school because I'm sure you're doing virtually everything virtually. Virtually, honestly, then. it's
1: it's always online because it's meant oh, for okay little residency and right. having little kids. It's really nice. It's probably better. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can put them to bed and then go to my computer and start working. It's kind of yeah. nice. But that's, that's just a unique situation. So, right.
0: well, I, you know, I again, like I, I really do. Um, absolutely. And we're going to stay in touch with you. And, um, but I'm just like excited about what, what, you know, what you're doing really kind of where, where it comes from. And again, for me, like what's cool is that you can, your energy and your kind of positive vibes are like palpable. Like, and that's, that to me is, we just need more people like that. I think just, um, you know, excited to be, to making making stuff um, and and just putting out um, your experiences and it's cool to just hear your experiences and now like when I look at your work now obviously it's online hopefully someday I'll see something in person but you know like I have some of those those things that you think about and some of those experiences that you've had that kind of like come through Um, I always that 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 to me is always just like kind of fun as somebody that looks at art. (laughs) But um, did I miss anything? Is there anything that we need to talk about that I missed? (laughs) I mean, you made me think of one thing at the very end.
1: Like, don't you think that making kind of begets making? Once you start, then, I think sometimes it's hard to start, but once you start and you kind of give that inner voice some power, and then, then you just want to keep going because
0: oh, it's, God, I, no. it's, it's like
1: addicting. And it's, it's
0: completely addicting. I'm in
1: my studio every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think maybe if someone is, is hesitant, like that's the biggest hurdle to get over. If you just yeah. start, like that's it. Like you've done it already and
0: now just well, start again. But start again, like day. I think there is that fear to it. Because it's like, again, like I always get that, oh, I can't even draw a stick figure, and I'm like, well, then don't draw a stick figure. Like, <laughs> no. like, who cares? Like, I mean, there's no rules to this. It's, you know, again, it's it's trying to get people to understand that art is, it's like working out. Like most yeah. people work out every day, so why not exercise the mind? Uh-huh. Sit down and doodle. Like, it, like the, you're not being judged on doodling. Like, or you know, it, it, there there's. It's you're a hundred percent correct in that it's getting over that hurdle, and that that hurdle is fear, I think. And, yeah. and or maybe is.
1: invalidation, like for yeah. some reason, yeah. we have made this not a valuable and worthy thing in our yeah. society, which I think is really bad, especially for like, like you've mentioned, like the masculinity side. It, it's hundred percent, that's really sad because it's we're human, that's something that everyone needs. So well, I think
0: you know, I think that this is you know when you go to school you're 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 supposed to have like this diverse schooling but yet somehow art is like pushed at the bottom and i'm Mm -hmm. like art needs to be up here like this is actually something you should be doing every day if you're not going to be a scientist what is chemistry going to do for you in your life and i mean i'm not to diminish chemistry but it's like i don't you know, I don't have anything yep. that I've ever used for chemistry except for, like, don't mix ammonia and something. You know, stuff like <laughs> that's not a chemistry class. But it's like, <laughs> like I, I think art. that art should be really considered a, on the same line as math, on the same line, you know, things that English, like on, on these these things that we have to take. I think art, you should have to take art. And not, wow. just, not just one class randomly because they tell you. Like, I think you should be taking art and in the same vein as like you would a math class.
1: I, I agree with you. It, you know, it does so many good things. I think I remember one, one thing I read, it was like, it helps people learn how to make a vision. Like when you're making art, you're making something that doesn't exist. And so you have to conceptualize it before it's there. And I'm like, that's what we need in a leader. And, you know, the, the courage to use your voice, That that's huge. Like, you know, that's, that we need that. We need that in
0: leaders too. We need that in every human and, yeah. using your face in a no, constructive A hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's some of the stuff that I teach in my class and it's like, and some of the stuff we put out with the abstract athlete, it's, a, you know, like, again, like, you know, I, the masculinity thing. And to me, what's really funny is like, you know, we work with some former NFL players and one of the, you know, I've, I've used this example multiple times, but one of them is like a former offensive lineman. He's a big, huge dude. And he makes these beautiful photographs. And, and to me, it's like, when you walk into a room with this guy, here's this big, huge guy that, you know, like he's a macho guy, but he, he just like, and he speaks beautifully about what he's, what, why he makes them. And that he is such an inspiring person because of that, because like he can walk into a room as this big macho guy, but then he can talk about the beauty of a photograph and why he does it and stuff. And it just like, that's the, that's the, the key to me is it's not just inspiring those little kids. It's inspiring those adults that are, you know, macho, like don't think about anything, you know, uh, and it's like, oh, well, if this guy can do it, maybe I should do it. And that's, that's the walls being knocked down. You know, it's more than okay. It's actually a necessity, right? And yep. Like our, I think our beings as
1: humans, there's a need, a, compuls- a an impulse to create that it's yep. whatever that looks like. Yeah, and we, we're
0: being so stifled difficult. by it. Like that's the thing is, like you know, like arts funding gets always gets taken away, and it's like this is this is something that actually benefits us as mm-hmm. humans and i never understand like why why are we taking away this when maybe we should be taking away that and i don't know what that is i'm not going to like name drop anything <laughs> but but i i think that that importance of understanding that creativity is something that lifts us up as humans is is something that we continually preach absolutely I have nothing further to add. (laughs) And done. So um, this, uh, like, we'll be putting this out in, I think, February 22nd. Um, And I I always, like, snipe out little images from the podcast to put um, for promo stuff, and I'll send it to you. If you happen to have any random friends that are musicians that would want to donate a song to put on the podcast, we always appreciate that. If not, I either use my music, or I write, just put some stuff together. Okay. Um, okay. So whatever's easiest. But like I said, you know, like, I'm just excited about working together in the future. Because, you know, um, I think you you fit 100% with what we're trying to inspire and put out in the world. And, um, and it's just exciting, Absolutely. like, you know, like, um, just, yeah, just really look forward to like working more. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. This has been like really fun. It has been fun. (laughs) So, and as I said, I look forward to seeing more work and feel free to throw me out uh, an image every once in a while. As I said, I, I, I do this for a living somewhat (laughs) as a professor. So, um, and I love it. I, you know, I love, I love looking at work and talking about work and I could do that all day long. So. cool. So, um, awesome. We'll have an awesome day and we'll catch up soon. And like I said, I'll, I'll send you the info when when this is up or being ready to be up. Thanks you. Thanks. (laughs) Have a great day. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Kristen for taking the time to jump on the podcast today. Really great to hear her stories about her love of creativity and her military background. You know, I'm really super excited to see where her art goes and how it explodes in the future. Again, make sure to check her out on Instagram at Kristen Ray Chronic. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-R-A-E-C-R-O-N-I-C. And you can also stop by her website, KristenChronicArt.com. Do not forget to listen to our other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network. The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. You can follow us at TheAbstractDoctors.com or on social media under The Abstract Doctors and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast, which you can follow on social media under One Man's Ethos or check us out at OneMansEthos.com. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandrich or on Twitter at Tony underscore and you can stop by his website, tonymandrich.com. Thank you for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our other social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. See you next time when we get to talk with a couple of incredible photographers Hall of Fame and award winning sports and NBA photographer, author and host of Legends of Sport podcast, Andrew Bernstein, and our guy, an extraordinary photographer, former college and NFL great, and host of One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast, Tony Mandridge. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.